Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. When your coffee is freshly roasted and ethically sourced, it's music to your ears. Shake up the way you wake up at kingscoastcoffee.com. Welcome to episode 107 of Star Wars and Scotch. Tim, I think this one's called Vive la Revolution, don't you? I There was a lot of fighting. Uh, that that was, the, that was the beginning of a rebellion really, right it there. It was really good. Yeah, but I mean, like, okay, we, we can talk about it. There, there were some lines in there that I really, really liked, especially from the manifesto where he's like, there's garrisons of people who have joined the cause and they have no idea like i thought that was that was great because that's what that was that that right there in of itself was like these people are fighting for a cause they don't even know that they're a part of yet but go on so Kevin. good good morning so, no we're gonna we're gonna dive in because it was just such a good episode a uh, great way to end it. it set us up for next season we finally mm-hmm. know what they're making in the factory we'll talk about that as well um but uh before we go any further kingscoastcoffee.com there's a little bit of cocoa left I will I will give you that heads up. Um, but on the, on the flip side, uh, Black Friday, by the time you hear this, Black Friday will be this Friday. You'll be able to order Black Friday stuff. Um, I can't tell you what it is because you have to wait till Black Friday. And then um, uh, we got 12 days of King's Coast coming up as well. So it's going to be a wonderful holiday season. It's there's an a, easy gift. Of there's delicious a partridge in a pear tree, I swear. Could you imagine? It's actually a part. We mail you a partridge in a pear tree. That's a bird, right? Yeah, yeah, not be a awesome. male bird and a tree, uh, and, and so uh, kingscoastcoffee.com. Uh, make sure you're signed up for everything. Uh, the holiday deals are coming, and they'll be gone before you know it. And before you know it, you're going to need that last second gift for your your boss or your kid's teacher or something. And you're like, coffee, just it, trust me, they'll be happy you did it, and we'll get a new customer out of it. So everybody wins in the end. Kingscoastcoffee.com. 
there is two major things we have to talk about today, the Andor finale and Disney sh- shakeup. So, we're, uh, Tim, I'd like to start with Andor and dive in and we'll end. Oh, with, you're with... saving the Disney shakeups for the end. Oh, I, I'm just going to go. Oh, ahead. Kevin. OK, yeah, uh, I feel like that's why people tuned in was to hear us rant about about Bob Iger. So the moment Bob that happened, praise Bob Iger. So that's not rude. Don't don't say anything. Because the amount of tweets that I got during the week of people coming into chat, it was so stupid. Everyone's like, what do you think? What do you think? So anyways. I wasn't talking, but I was in your chat the day that it happened because I was that was the day I was laying in bed sick and uh, uh, I was watching everyone ask you. So I'm, I, I saw it and or. OK, so this episode, <laughs> it, it for the first 30 minutes, it was just your butt was clenched because you're like you didn't you didn't think it was just building and building and building it was like a slow fuse ready to go off the entire first half of the episode oh yeah but i was like there was no like real big build-up i guess i wasn't really clenching my butt it was more so like what's gonna set this off right that's what i'm saying like i was yeah there was so much going on and so many people doing so many different things it was exactly how we called it too it was everybody was going there for one reason Mm-hmm. Cassie and Andor and yep. it was just like and, and it, it was it definitely didn't go the way I thought it was going to go though nope um, not at all and and that's the part that threw me for the loop I was not expecting the rebellion to kick off there on on the road I think that was like the best part too because they were just talking about like the the Marva's Marva's dialogue in all of that was phenomenal incredible just goosebumps dude like that whole call to arms speech was just man i love how she equated the empire to rust yes how and how the rust spreads when you sleep and i thought that was so great that's a that's an amazing analogy and that's a great way to look at like because it's not as aggressive as an infection right like an infection is like it overtakes its host very very quickly it's it's rampant but the empire is slow you know, it kind of just like weeds its way in there very, very slowly, meticulously. And you come to a point where you're desperate and you need it because without it, you'll die. And you know that. And I thought that's what was so cool. I don't know the name of the guy, but the guy that uh, tried to sell out Cassie into me. And he looks familiar. I don't know his name. I can't even find him on IMDb because there's just so many people in this episode. Um, but uh, his face during that speech told the oh, entire like story. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't I again, it wasn't like we said it was going to play out, but it also was exactly how we said it was going to play out at the same mm-hmm. time. Um, and just the, the whole like Miro arriving there was a big deal because I was like, well, how she needs to be here. What's going to be her role in all of this? And then I saw her like she's going house to house with death troopers and trying to figure oh, out. Oh, yeah, dude. I honest to God, at one point I thought Deidre was done. And I was like, is this her? Is this it? Is this how they kill her off? But I'm really happy they didn't. I really nope. like how they kind of like saved her ass because I, I thought she was going to get hung. I was like, oh, that's it. She's getting hung in the square. And we have um, a, a really weird what feels like man, a love story in, coming oh on. Oh, my God. His infatu- infatuation with her is gross. It's honestly it's stalkerish. And I thought he was going to kiss her. Yes. Did you I like, like I just I had this feeling that he was going to try to stick his tongue down her throat. And it just like it was uncomfortable. That entire uh, thing. She's like. She was really close and like shaking. She's like, I think I should say thank you now. She's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you should just leave because this guy, he wants something. I, I, yeah, that's what I thought was going to happen, too. It was like in 2022. I don't think this is going to fly yeah, if you go no, this route, but it they felt didn't really weird. Um, but yeah, like De- Deidre's entire like like 
getting to that the final scene with her that was intense um, yes because man did she have a climb she quickly climbed her way to the top and boy howdy does she did it i think this moment is going to push her even farther to crushing the rebellion because oh yeah now it's because now it's personal it's personal she the anton krieger massacre they didn't oh um, she was pissed she she was that's her superior officer she's not supposed to be talking to him like that oh, no I, yeah i she she talks to him as if they are on the same level and i yep. find that really really interesting and that tells me that deidre is going to continue to just like escalate her her way through the ranks yep yeah and and uh i loved what part of said back to her though he's like you want to impress me like find access yeah, you want to impress the emperor find yeah. access well uh, i like how he said that this was to clean the taste from the emperor's mouth and I thought that was really interesting. So it, I, I took that as this is a way to get the emperor to stop asking questions. This is this is a quick solution so that we can continue the actual mission of finding Axis, mm-hmm. and that he needed bodies. He needed yep. to say, "Hey, we took care of this little this little cell, this little outburst of rebellion. Uh, things are good, sir." You know, like that was that's what Krieger felt, and that's what everybody wanted. That's what Lucian. That's what uh, Lucy. Luthen, holy crap! I almost went Harry Potter. Um, that's what Luthen wanted, you know. That's what he was telling him is like, I, we need, we need to sacrifice him. We need to, yeah. to use this opportunity, and he did. And everyone has been playing into Luthen's hands every time. He is super smart, and I love him. And I'm so happy that it went the way that it did with him and Cassian. Dude, Sinta just just stabbed that guy. Yeah, I love the <laughs> like, whole. I love the whole. There's blood on your jacket. It's not, not mine. mine. <laughs> But I, so that one, that's another one that I thought to be really, really interesting because th- those, those two, I don't think they're going to go back to Luthen. I think they're going to go off on their own. I also felt like Vel didn't really need to be there. Vel's presence there felt really awkward. She felt, she looked like, um, like a, a broken hearted puppy. Like and she, she, didn't looked, she like- looks kind of lovesick and she was like, why don't you miss me? And she's like, I've got a fucking mission to do. You know, yeah. it was, so like, I, it was kind of sad boy vibes. And I was just like, here she's busy she was yeah. not interested because she was more so because that goes it all stems back to the first couple of episodes where it was all about putting everything on the line for the for the cause and that's what sint is doing and vel's like pay attention to me i love you which i think is cute and i totally get it but wrong time wrong place babe sorry let let let, let the lady work yeah and, and i think that was what since was getting mad about you know like we're Most here definitely this is probably the, the climax of everything we've worked on so far. And you like, you want to hug. <laughs> she expressed that openly too. She's like, this is important. Yeah. So, and it, she apparently knew that guy was Imperial in the last episode. Remember we were oh, sure. Was, yeah. I wasn't sure if they were like, I, I feel like between last week's episode and this week's episode, whatever the time that she was spending there, because he was getting kind of sloppy. Oh yeah, like he was kind of just like chilling out, like looking at it, and he would like go to the bar, and then she's also very smart, so she had to notice what he was doing. So I think at some point she definitely caught on. I don't think the first time that they like talked, I don't think she knew. Maybe she did, but it wasn't very obvious that that she knew he was ISB. So if you remember Cassian's little monologue, the one that played in the trailer, and he talks about the pride of the Empire when he's talking about how he can sneak in and just walk in as one of their own, but yeah. they're so proud of themselves and puffed mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. That is literally what kicks off the rebellion, essentially, because they could have just let that thing play. 
They would have put the stone on and that would have been the end of it. They wouldn't have fought. I guarantee you it would have been a nice sentiment been like, yeah, these are assholes, but whatever. But because he went over and threw the jacket on B2 to stop the hollow, everything, well, it was no, like well, a powder well, cake. Well, but, but you have to also, a lot of this stems from, they were using the, um, uh, the guy from the first three episodes when he was doing his, um, not his, his the monologue when he's talking about um, oppression is a mask uh, that masks fear. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was so awesome because that's what it was. Like that was, um, that was fear. That was the, the fear of, oh my God, if this continues to play out, like they're going to kick our ass. And so it was like, let's shut this up. And like, and, and that was a perfect showcase of that right there. And again, I just have to say this plays really, really well into what's going on in the world right now. So yep. it's just like, it's great. Like this, like, again, I had, like I ended it as soon as the credits rolled, I just looked at, it, I was like, that was a perfect way to end this season. Like yeah. everything, it was just so good. Um, there's nothing that happened this episode that made me go, eh, like it was just, it was fantastic. And honestly, there are very few moments where in this entire show and all 12 episodes have I gone, eh, like I just, I am so happy we had this show. And I know I was one of the biggest naysayers when, when this first got announced, I was like, how the fuck are they going to make Cassie Andor exciting? They did. And it, and, but, but what it, but what it is, Kevin, is it's not just Cassie and Andor. No, and it's like you said last week. week. It's yeah. what I said last week. And in the showcase it again, they have used so many different people to tell this story from so many different angles. And I think that's why I keep wanting to come back because it's telling the same story from so many different points of view. I really, really like that. It reminds me of last of us part two, getting yeah. the same story from two different perspectives. Well, now you're seeing it from like four different perspectives. Like it's not the same, it's not the same events replaying over and over again, but you're getting the camera angles from all of these different characters. And it's just, it's a great way to storytell. And I love it. And I think that again, I think people are, are, are naysaying or hesitant to watch it because of the name. It's interesting because Disney is putting more effort to get people to watch this than I have seen with any of their other shows. Which is nutty because it feels like it just sells itself. Like the action is just is great. I mean, like Cassian's doing fucking hip t- hip throws and shooting people in the chest. That he was, took down a death trooper. That was awesome, dude. I mean, like it was like the 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 choreography for this, the dialogue. Whoever was the whoever wrote for this, oh my god, fantastic. Um, the CGI, beautiful. The yeah. practical sets breathtaking yep the i never pacing, felt phenomenal it never felt like not star wars and no, the it fact was, that they they didn't use a volume yeah speaks volumes no pun intended there's no lightsabers in this kevin ever. i know i know not even mandalorian resorted to it not a not single one. mention of the force other other than a kyber crystal and uh may the force be with you i think at one point but other than that there was there was no there was no uh, phone there was no uh, crazy religions, you know there was there was there was nothing, and it was uh, felt and it felt so Star Wars. It's not even funny, dude. Uh, hammer guy Sparta kicking the stormtrooper off. Oh the tower. my god! I was waiting for him to get blasted out of the tower like it nope. was uh, saving Private Ryan. And he was like, "I want that to stop." I was like, "There's a tank right. There's a light tank right there. He'll just turn the turret and blast him out." Because that's what I would have done. 
But he sent a stormtrooper up there to go stop the guy, and he gets Sparta kicked off. That was so awesome. The only other really thing he was going to use the mallet and yes. hit him on the head. That's <laughs> what I was Christ. really. I was really hoping he was going to go full Thor and just bop. But it was right. still really good. I think that slab is Beskar, by the way. It it looks like some kinda, sort of. I yeah. was like, I never really looked at the detail of it when they like when they got a top down shot at it, and you could see like all the grooves and stuff. It was whatever that is. I love that set piece again. The detail of the show, fantastic. The um, yeah, and I, I mean that—that's what makes the whole Ferrix. I don't want to say religion because it's not a religion, but the custom—it's culture. The, it's just yeah, the, the custom and the culture of the of the of the the funeral process, like we talked about last week with the stone. We saw the stone this week. Yeah, um, you know, because it's a very blue collar society. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was just so interesting to see, but at the same time, you know, that part of the reason that they're posturing is, is in defiance because they did it at the time that they weren't oh, supposed yeah. to, uh-huh. they had way more people than they were supposed to. And the empire thought they're all slick by laying like they want us, but they, we, it was 30 and we, they asked for more. So we allowed them 40. And then all of a sudden that's hundreds of people. Um, and then that, well, I think that was done on purpose so that Cassian could get dicks out. That was, I think, I think that was a part of it too. I think, Not I completely. Think, yeah, I think, right. the, no, I think there was a bigger, there was a bigger part to that, but I think the, a lot of these plans were already kind of like put into motion. Um, and Cassian used that as a, the ability to then go get Bix, which I thought was like super smart. Um, the, the gentleman's name, the big guy, um, totally forget. His name. Um, he's great. I thought he was awesome. And he was definitely the person he was like, I'll take care of Marva. You go get bigs. Like I, I definitely think that they, they orc- He was a part of orchestrating that entire uprising. Like it just, it felt, it just felt so good. Like all of that, just even, even him, like standing here at the stone and then like using it as a weapon. It was like, yeah, Marva gets some too. She was just right there in the fight. Was that our first Star Wars pipe bomb? By the way, I think so. Why? Well, like, when he when he was putting the blast cap on, I was like, "Oh, that's a pipe bomb." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, this this is very terrorist." <laughs> it's very good. It the was blood really of Lucien. But you that's could how see, I felt. You could see like he's looking at the his dad. You know, like that. That was his. That was his. That was his spark. You know, like that was his. That was his reason for rebellion. Again, back to that line. Everyone has their own. Everyone's fighting their own rebellion. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought that was fantastic because that's what he was doing. He was fighting it for his reason, right? You know, his reason was his dad. And, and you know, everyone has their own reason as to why they're upset. And again, it goes back to the, uh, what, what the, the one guy who got crushed by the cart, what he was saying is like, you, you have so many people who are, who are um, fighting for the cause without even knowing they're a part of it. You know, Nemec. again, yeah, Nemec in his, uh, his manifesto. Um, he just, he like, it, it, it is true. Cause it's like, it was crazy to think like you've got all these, all these planets in the outer rim that are all going through the same level of stuff. You know, they're all getting oppressed and their planets are getting stripped and all these things are getting enslaved and, and they're all fighting against this common enemy without even knowing. And that's the, that's the really cool thing about the rebellion as a whole. It's like, it's all these people, all these cultures, all, all these things coming together to fight this one this one cause and and that was cool i liked it i also loved how he broke down like um tyranny like in his manifesto that was playing because that was like really the first time that we had heard it and he was talking about um he was just talking about how like the how tyranny is used and how it leaks 
and like all that that entire that entire part right there was really really cool i can read it for you yeah please do because it was really interesting to hear because it was like man that really is the empire because the empire you really do think of it as is like this this machine this well-oiled machine like there's no way anything could go wrong but then when you start to really look at it like wow it really is a fucked up system all right i'm doing this off the subtitles so bear with me uh there will be times when the struggle seems impossible i know this already alone unsure dwarfed by the scale of the enemy remember this freedom is a pure idea love that yeah it occurs spontaneously and without instruction yeah random acts of insurrection are occurring constantly throughout the galaxy there are whole armies and battalions that have no idea that they've already been enlisted in the cause there we go remember that the frontier of the rebellion is everywhere (laughs) and even the smallest act of insurrection pushes our lines forward and then remember this, the imperial need for control is so desperate because it is yeah. so unnatural. Tyranny requires constant effort. It yeah. breaks, it leaks. Mm-hmm. Authority is brittle. Oppression is the mask of fear. Yeah. Remember it's, that. It's good. Yeah, it's just, and know this. so good. The day will come when all these skirmishes and battles... These moments of defiance will have flooded the banks of the Empire's authority and then... There will be one too many. One single thing that will break the siege, Luke. Um, uh, tell me this, because <clears throat> you know I'm a history buff. I got insane, because remember at the beginning, I was like, this feels like, you know, American Revolution, you know, the hiding and all that stuff. The marching in the square mm-hmm. with what, what I would say is the fife and drum from the 1770, like our rebellion as a country. The same thing, the drums, the flutes. I mean, it could be, I mean, it could be equated to like the shot her around the world. I, it, it feels, it just felt like a call to that when they did the drum. Yeah, like, it, could de- it could definitely be like a, like a, a throwback to like the Boston massacre, you mm-hmm. know, like, which essentially like, which just kind of was, it was like, it was one, one, it was, it was, it was the powder keg waiting to explode and, yep. it, and they needed one reason for it to explode. And it was a snowball, literally a snowball. Um, and so like, that's really interesting, you know? Yeah, most definitely. Like, yeah, this entire, the entire, the entire season, um, it all built up to this moment. And and I, I think they did a great job of just showing all of the different pieces that had to get put into play in order for this game to work. Uh, and, and it's very, very interesting to see the, the nervous characteristics that you see on both sides of, of the playing field as well. Like Luthen. He he he's interesting to me because he's so confident in himself and he's so ready to give it all. And at the same time, he was so worried about Cassian. And that was the biggest that was the that was the weirdest thing for me is that he was so worried about this asset just ruining everything instead of instead of going and seeking him out and being like, hey, you did a great job, kiddo. You want to join my merry band of rebels? He was ready just to put the asset out, which was very, very um, born identity, very like Mm -hmm. CIA, very much so like the assets done time to terminate. We have no need for you anymore. Uh, But instead, he saw it it was much easier. He he saw that Cassian was on board. And so it'd be far easier to use the asset than it would be to terminate. And I thought that was really cool because, again, it goes back to that whole like Mission Impossible, born identity, Mm -hmm. James Bond kind of vibe that we've been shooting for with this show and again nailed it 
It just yeah. killed it. And like, and, and it took me a while to figure out like what, what was Luthen like really trying to do here? I thought it was, I really thought it was, um, he was nervous, uh, at one point. And then at, at the other point, again, I just saw it as like, a, just like a born identity kind of thing. But I think he was truly worried that Cassian was going to be the thing that was going to unravel it all, which I thought was really interesting because he had so many other assets on, on the field and in play. He, Cassian was, was such a wild card for him. And I thought that was really, really interesting because he did resort a lot of effort and energy into finding him. Yeah. Instead of instead of turning his eye to the to the empire and and focusing on whatever his next plan was, and that was the problem with the girl, uh, his assistant. She was constantly being like, "You're like you're you're messing up. You're you're not well, you're not sticking to the plan." Right. Um. And I think I think Luthen kind of kind of saw it as it maybe maybe he saw the bigger picture before. Maybe that's why he was like. We'll take him in and then we'll kill him instead of just kill on sight. I, I don't know. I'm not. Like, he's still like trying to figure out what his grand scheme is, is still up in the air for me. And I'm so happy we get him for the next season. Like those two together made me so happy because I was worried that Cassian was going to kill him in the cockpit. I thought that was it. He got locked out of his controls and everything. Which I thought so, was wild. I felt like uh, Luthen was there to assess, like, do I need to eliminate the asset is, you know, what's happening here? Because once everything went down, he just took a step back and, and watched, he just his... watched it all. But that's what he does, too. Yeah, because he's got to move on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. Like you need your leaders in your rebellion. So that's that's his philosophy. So I don't necessarily think he went there like I'm going to kill him more. So like, do I need to kill him was kind of the vibe I had. I see. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Like, do I need to eliminate the loose end? It's very, again, born identity, Mission Impossible esque. Yeah. Uh, um, so that was that was what I got from Luthen as far as Miro I'd love to know what happens to her now <laughs> she's the one I'm the most like what happened what's next for her? is she gonna get in trouble when she goes back like how is this gonna play out for her at yeah, ISB I, I don't know I think I think I think Deidre's definitely gonna get I think she's gonna get in trouble with this I think they're gonna see that like her her in like her want to like instead of like pressure and and she she's very much so an observer you know much like Luthen, she she wants to see what'll happen um and then strike instead of like i strike first and ask questions later she definitely she would rather go in there and just be like okay let's see how this plays out let's let's take what we need and then get the information and then act on it whereas like other people like the empire is very much so a knee jerk they're very much so like let's just quick react let's try to control the situation and then we'll reassess um, so yeah, I think she's, I think she's definitely going to get in trouble for the rebellion on Ferrix because now I think Ferrix is fucked. Ferrix is oh, gonna yeah. Have, they're going to have so much more Imperial occupation. It's going to be, it's going to be gross or there's Marva said it though. They're here to stay. Like they're not just here temporarily. Right. And she's I, right. I really liked what she said about how like we took their money and they left us alone. Yep. That was really like that was interesting to me. Again, it's it's that the the uh, the analogy of rust of like it's a slow moving entity. It's this thing that creeps on you when you least expect it, and it's true because like for the longest time on the outer rim, they were seen as the blue collar. Like you just like they're not to be worried about, right? So like you know we'll just you know do our things and then we'll get out. And the outer rim got absolutely you know obliterated during the Clone Wars, so they're trying to pick up the pieces from that crap. And then now they've got this imperial occupation because they want to strip their planet. So it's just like they 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 can never win, you know. And so they're just trying to, to skate by the best that they can. And unfortunately, the best that they could do was bring the enemy into their front door. 
which sucks because it's like sometimes siding with your enemy is the only way that you can survive. And you hope that those boundaries that are set in place, those handshakes that you've made and all these agreements that you've had, hopefully they stay in place. And that's what you, and that's what it is. You live on hope. Your security and your comfort comes from the hope that people will keep up their end of the bargain. And that's terrifying. Yep. Make a deal with the devil. You have to make a deal with the devil. And at the end of the day, you've got some psychopath with their finger on the Death Star button. So, mm-hmm. you know, here we are. Speaking of, that is what they were building in the. In yeah, the but we didn't know what for the Death Star they were building. It's the main array for the Death Star. That Which looks cool, dude. Right back around to Rogue One. It looks so yeah, because in Rogue One we actually see the the, the disc array getting put mm-hmm. into the Death Star, and in yep. that scene it's completely expanded out. I love seeing all the little robots that were fixing it and everything. That was really cool. Yeah, no, it was so. really really neat. We knew it was something. We just and I figured they would tell us, uh, but the, yeah, that was the. If you didn't watch after the credits, by the way, spoilers. Go watch because thanks that's, to that's Cam for tweeting at me because I didn't know there was a after credits and he was like, "What do you think of the after credits?" I'm like, "Oh no!" <laughs> uh, Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. The last thing on the episode I think that we should cover is the genius of Mon Mothma. Oh, my God, dude. I loved how she flipped it on her husband. 4D chess. 
dude, she knew. I mean, she already knew that the driver was dirty. I mean, we um, all knew that. Yeah, and she, <laughs> yeah. And then she had to figure out how to explain where all this money went. Well, she did on the gambler. <laughs> So I I love how he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) He's like, I swear to God, I haven't done anything. You ever have that conversation with your wife, Tim, where you're like, what do you mean? With many people are like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. (laughs) Like I saw it on Twitter. I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) The streamer said that. Well, that's what they said. I didn't say that. Let me add them. You know, I love it. He was like, I'll just tell me who it is. And I'll tell you why they're saying that shit. Apparently, he has a bunch of enemies, too, which I thought was so funny, which plays into what we're talking about. He's dirty and he's played with dirty money. He knows dirty people. I'm telling you that theory. I like this guy. The theory that we love is that he's actually part of the rebellion. (laughs) Oh, my God. He's like a general. And he's like, fuck, she's blowing my cover. (laughs) If only we had communicated from the beginning like a good married couple. (laughs) Marriage is brewing. Well, uh, and then obviously we saw that uh, the the arranged marriage. The daughter looked happy. She looked happy, and the kiddo was like, "Can I go play Xbox?" Yeah, he was like definitely an iPad kid. <laughs> I mean, like, what thirteen year old would it be an iPad kid at that age? He hangs out with Luke from Obi Wan, and then <laughs> they play Fortnite together. <laughs> Do you have Fortnite on that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that kid's great. I'm sure he's awesome. He just, there was a scene where he just looked like he was an iPad kid. Just plays iPad all the time. There's (laughs) nothing wrong with that. If you let your kid play iPad all the time, that's fine. Not all the time. Not you. I'm not talking to you, Kevin. This isn't, we're not talking about you. I feel attacked, Tim. (laughs) (laughs) I need sanity. I just need like an hour sometimes. Um, iPad! Kevin's twitching right now if you're listening. Yeah, because I got the one iPad that's like covered in 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 just crust at this point from that's all disgusting. of the shit that's been it's been through and whatever at this point. I don't care. Um so yeah, I mean, season two, where do they go from here? Oh man. <laughs> well, I mean we know how it ends. We know how it ends. And so now this is I think this is this is where the game starts. I think this is where all like the really crazy adventures with Luthen and like just like it, the balls, the wall stuff is going to happen here. Full blown. We're in it now. This is, yeah. I mean, like the rebellion has started. I mean, this is going to be siege on weapon caches and like and like train heists and like all this shit. I mean, like it's going to be it's going to be like when you get into Mission Impossible, like the later ones are like, you know, like Born Identity, like three you know what I'm talking about. You know, like when yep. it just like they just cranked the the action up to 11. I feel like that's what we're going to get because we got bits and pieces of it. Um, I think they're going to lean heavy more into like the like the spy stuff because now because this now the scene has been set. Like we know we've yep. got all the characters, their backstories have been filled. Every, all of the pieces are in play now. So now we just get to play around with it. They're going to um, obviously. So here's my two cents is the Empire is going to crack down because of what happened on Ferex across the galaxy. They're going to use Ferex as an example of this is why we need order, we need security. And, uh, you know, that just like the manifesto says, the more you tighten the grip out of that fear and you try to oppress, the more you're going to get pushed back on. And that's Mm -hmm. what's going to really start to keep it. Because they had things, to an extent, they had it under control. Like it was manageable. They had their little, their few moments but the harder they gripped that fist, because Ferrix, like they said, they took the money and they were just running things like it was. And that was okay. That was fine. 
that was fine. But now they're going to tighten their grip. And that is what's going to keep these little uprisings. Like the, the Nemec says, you know, the people that are in, enlisted and they don't even know it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, what's going to, uh, you know, and everyone's going to fight their own rebellion because little things are going to happen and, 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 and whatnot. Yeah. Paul just brought up, I, we're, we've seen some of it and yeah, I think we're going to see more of it. Uh, the terrible things for the rebellion, you know, there's, there's people dying. There's characters dying in, in this season. I think it's going to get worse. Like I said, we saw our first pipe bomb. I have a feeling the insurgency in that side of the violence is going to in- intensify, like you're saying, with the action and whatnot, where they're blowing up facilities, they're stealing, they're, you know, it's gonna our, be, our it's classic gonna be a Western lot of, stuff. It's going to be a lot of now, how do we arm the rebellion? How do we, how do we get the, the foothold for the rebellion placed so that we have a base? You know, like, 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 we haven't even been to Yavin yet. Like, what mm-hmm. if this showcases the the you know the starting of you know the Yavin Four base, big uh, uh, the Saucy temples and things like that. They said know? we're going to Yavin next. Yeah, season, so, so I mean, we like, will that be makes there. sense. So now we'll see. You know, potentially we could see you know the the beginnings of that and the uncoverings of the Masasi temples and 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 like the cool stuff. You know, the nerdy shit. Um, I don't think we're gonna get a lot of like crazy can. I don't think this is the right show to be doing a lot of like backstory like Mm-mm. canon stuff because they haven't they haven't done a lot of that they've done a little bit here and a little bit there a little nod to that a little bit of like info on some things but other than that they've been really light and i and i honestly i really appreciate it because we know a lot about this time period we don't need a lot of like backfill there's already a lot of literature there's comic books there's a lot of things there um so now just getting to really see it on the screen has been just been phenomenal. We uh, some of our predictions didn't come to fruition. We didn't see Thrawn. Normal. Um, wh- who's the one guy from Obi Wan that we thought was going to show up? Um, oh, uh, uh, yeah, him. I know who you're talking about from totally Roken. His, yeah, we we thought Roken was going to show up. That didn't happen. Um, any other predictions that we had where we were like, oh, this? I totally feel like this is going to happen, and it, and it didn't. Mm-mm. I feel like we were pretty. We we're I don't think we really I don't think it really set us up for a lot of like what do you think is going to happen next cuz they were really good about being being they were really good about setting up what was going to be the next act. We we said it was Mission Impossible, Born Identity in Star Wars and we said like this is the seed of the rebellion. This is how it all starts. So we were I, pretty on the on the nose. I just like how different the acts are too. The first act was a tr- was a bank heist. The mm-hmm. second act was a prison break mm-hmm. and the third act was a rebellion. Like yep. how dope is that, dude? And it was so. And each, if you break it up into segments, they all feel very, very different from each other. We didn't go back to Tatooine. We didn't go to Hoth. We didn't. We didn't go to any planet really that was familiar to us. We didn't really like even even the stuff on Coruscant was not familiar to me. It all felt very different. We got to see the. We got to see more of like what it was like to live as a middle class citizen. In, in Coruscant, you know, how right. far down the levels went and what an apartment looked like. We got to see inside the ISB. We got to be inside the Changella embassy. Like, that's so neat. And these are POIs that you would never think of. Usually when you go to Coruscant, what do you see? The Jedi Temple and the Senate building. Senate building. That is it. Those are usually, and Padme's apartment. That's it. That's usually they, all that you see. And because like they made those set pieces so big and luxurious for the time, like go back to the prequels, like massive statues that are, you know, hundreds of feet tall and all these large drapes. And you don't see a lot of that in this. Everything's really tight. Everything feels 
relatable. I feel like every building we went into, I was like, I could see myself walking other than being like inside the, the actual, um, Senate ISB. building, the, the, the Senate building is a little insane. Like just like all of that. But other than that, ISB offices, like all of that felt very relatable. And I think that's another thing with using practical sets, Kevin, is that it just, it hooks you in because you feel like you could be there. It, it didn't mm-hmm. feel so far outside the stretch of reality. And I really appreciated that. Like, I thought that was, that was so cool. Like, hell, even, even when Luthen is, a, when he is escaping from a tractor beam, the use of shrapnel to blow apart that tractor beam disc was so cool. And it made yeah, so it made much sense. sense, right? It wasn't anything like he used the force. You know, he used, he used pieces of metal to rip apart a ship. Like, that's awesome. That's so cool. So I just, I, this is probably one of my favorite pieces of Star Wars content right now. And, and I love, I love Obi-Wan. I think they've, they've done an amazing job with the Mandalorian. Boba Fett was really fun for me. It's just this show. It really brings to light the stuff that you've always, like, for me, that I've wanted to see in the Star Wars universe. Because it's not, it's not the magic. It's not the lightsabers. It's not the force, which is so cool. But at some point, it gets so harped on, it gets utilized so often. And, and I think that the older that I get and the more Star Wars that I have come to um, assimilate into my life as far as, you know, with, with, you know comic books and, and, and audio books and movies and shows, I really have come to enjoy the stuff that isn't traditional. I really like the stuff. I'm like, man, I wish I knew what this was. You know, like all like just the cool stuff that happens behind the scenes. Like I, I really hope that Star Wars continues to go down this road as well. Like we, we, we need the lightsaber duels. We need the force. We need, we need those things because those are our, like, those are our anchors. But to explore this part, like in the Rogue One or even like in Solo, like going down those routes too, I hope we continue down because I really think this is special. And I think this is a formula for success as far as like, when it comes to like what like other things that Star Wars fans can get excited about, like this is it. And I really uh, and I really hope that season one will get the light of day that it deserves. And I really hope season two pops off because like this show, this show deserves a lot of love. And it, it's it's a masterpiece, dude. I'm there's not a there's not a piece of this show that I can be like, I didn't like that. And I love that. I really, really love that there is really Nothing for me. I know there's a lot of people out there that are probably listening and be like, I disagree. And that's totally fine. Uh, but for, for the love. Yeah, no, I like having those discussions, too, because like when I had this, I had a discussion like that on stream. I had someone come in there like, I don't like Andor. I was like, well, why don't you like Andor? And like, I don't. I wish that there was the force. I wish there was lightsabers and stuff like that. And we had this whole like conversation about like why why Andor is so different. And someone was like, man, that's all that's. I should, I should go back and try it. Cause they only gave it like, uh, they only watched the first two episodes. And I was like, holy shit, you gave up after episode two. Like that's nutty that you didn't even like try to like, you know, continue watching. So, um, yeah, I think that's like my, my, my one big hope is that everybody gives Andor a try. Cause God damn, what a show. So two, two things. Um, Tony Gilroy was the showrunner. This was one of the five episodes he wrote too. So makes it sense. Was great. What was the other episodes that he did? Uh, I don't know if it listed out here. I it's it's funny when like the he when wrote. Find... It's just the names of the episodes. Oh okay. Uh, he wrote the first episode. I know that, and the last one, uh, and then three in the middle. 
It was like that with Mandalorian. There's there's specific directors that I really, really like. And I can tell when it's theirs because I go, oh, I really like that one. And then you'd be like, oh, that was that was done by. And I'm like, oh, that's like three, three out of three for me for this one. Yeah, like Robert Rodriguez is my least favorite Star Wars. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's got a really different style and it it just it doesn't jive with me. But like Bryce Dallas Howard, I love her. Yes. Love her. Yep. Like, yeah. oh my God. Like, I don't think she's done an episode where I was like, that's shit. Like, no, we, like, we were getting oh. excited at the ones she directed. Like, we were like, oh, Bryce, Bryce, Bryce did this one, Tim. Bryce and, did this um, one. And um, who, who did, who did um, Obi-Wan? Uh, Jessica. Oh. Uh, damn. I forget her name. She did a phenomenal job, too. She, she did, only did so, season one of Mandalorian, though. Yeah, but she's also another director that I just absolutely love. She did a great job. So. I'll have to definitely Deborah Chow. Deborah Chow. Yep. Deborah Chow. Um, there was one of the other ones that I liked. He did the uh the prison break Mandalorian episode that I really enjoyed that Clancy Brown was in. I forget his name, it's bothering me. Oh I yeah, he, Clancy was the um he was uh, he was the guy the Deveronian. Yeah. Uh Rick Famuyua. I love his good. episodes. And Dave's that. episodes are good too, as well, obviously. Um and Taika. But Tyke only did that one episode. Um, and don't forget Carl Weathers acted and directed as well. Did you I noticed because they they're re-showing the trailer that they showed at at Celebration and uh-huh. it's making its rounds again and everyone's like, oh, new trailer. I'm like, no, that's the one that leaked after. So anyway, yeah. I noticed though that Carl Weathers, when he greets uh Din in the trailer, he's in this like really decadent robe and everything behind him is really built up. So it seems like the city that they're Navarro is like thriving and growing like crazy oh i didn't think he was on navarro oh maybe he's not maybe i'm no, wrong because he runs the bounty hunters guild mm. so i assumed my assumption was that that was the that was like the hq for the bounty hunters guild oh it could that's, be it could that's be. what i thought i'm gonna have to go back and look at it again because i didn't think we were on navarro <clears throat> um, was a shithole yeah I, I, mean, I don't know i don't Another know one of those and backwater the- planets anyways game Star Wars. game awards Jedi Survivor. Oh, yeah, I saw that Jedi Survivor is going to get it. Uh, apparently, so they say, it's going to get an announcement date at the Game War show, which doesn't surprise me because now the only time the only time that we can get game drops is Summer Game Fest and Game War show. So yes, yes. <laughs> the only person that will allow us to see game trailers is Jeff. Yes, Keighley. Jeff Keeley. Thank you, Keeley. Thank you, Lord and Thank Savior you, Keeley. Lord Gatekeeper Keeley. For allowing us to see this Jedi Survivor never, never, trailer, I'm never gonna work with him at this rate. I don't what it's you know, I don't um, I don't really watch the Game Awards anymore because it literally turned into like not the Game Awards. So I just the wait trailer, until the trailer showcase with some trophies. Yeah, so I just wait until people tweet what I need to see at me, and it works great. I just like what yeah, I like to watch it on Twitter, but I don't like being on Twitter right now, so I don't know. I don't like social media. I don't know. I'm old school, not know. liking I, being on Twitter. I don't know. I just like there's like you're right because that's what a game award. That's what the game award show has turned into. It's just like it ends up being awards for games. That you're just like I don't understand how this fucking thing won. I played that game and I still don't know how it won. Oh, um, and Jedi Fallen Order wasn't nominated for Game of the Year that year. It released it, it released like two weeks too late or something stupid. I was like, I'm out. You can all go fuck yourselves. 
It was like and just then, in time so that like Red like Red Dead made the cutoff or Spider Man or something, and Jedi Fallen Order missed it, and it made no sense. And then and then when uh, there was actually people like, oh, God of War might not win. I was like, oh, yeah, also everyone, when everyone thinks Elden Ring is going to beat out God of War, and I just don't see that happening. I haven't played. I played Elden Ring. I haven't played God of War yet. So you I, beat I Elden can't Ring? No, God, no. Oh, okay. Are you kidding me? You've seen me play video games? <laughs> you're a map clearer you would not be able to finish that game no no my anxiety would Mm -hmm. Um, you would want to go clear a point and it would be way over leveled for you yeah exactly fuck this (laughs) yeah 100 percent um so before we go to the the juicy news everyone wants to hear um at sao paulo comic-con ccxp it's called uh supposedly we're gonna get some information on mando season three i don't think it'd be anything like crazy but it might be some nuggets of information that we don't already know. So be on the lookout for that. Um, that is this weekend. Uh, so uh, it'd be interesting to see if we get any Mandalorian news from that. Sometimes it does happen where they you know, say something and then they want the news to go out. So it hits the wire and, and we all find out about it. So we'll see. But um, encouraging. They haven't confirmed that February date yet. That's the only thing that's worrying me. So uh, bad batch. They have a confirmed bad batch date. It's January something. It's right, right after January. Uh, first, I can't remember. It's either third, ninth, something like that. It's right that first week. Because someone asked me, they're like, "What's left on Disney Plus?" Know that Andor's over, and I was like, "Uh, lots." I was like, "The only thing that got canceled is Rangers of the New Republic. Everything else is still on the table." No, they're talking about immediately. They're like, "What's next? Like, what are you going to be watching?" I was like, "Bad Batch uh, is next. Mandalorian. Ahsoka is next year." That's not um, till next. That's all not till next year. So right now we've got the San- on Disney Plus. It's the Santa Claus. Willow. Um, that is in Willow. So as far as and there's no Marvel, right? Marvel, there's mm-hmm. no Marvel going on right now. We'll get we'll we'll get Wakanda forever dropping. I would assume sometime in, next month. Yeah, before Christmas. Yeah, before Christmas for sure, because they're gonna want to like get people on Disney Plus. So we'll get Wakanda forever if you haven't seen that in theaters. Um, Will Willow and that, and then when we go into the New Year, yeah, New Year's gonna be heavy. We'll get Bad Batch. We'll get Mando, and then Ahsoka is in the summer, right? Yeah, supposedly yeah it's supposed to be in the summer right yeah mm-hmm. so and then and then marvel stuff sprinkled out throughout that as well right acolyte could release by this time next year too yeah that's slated for the end of 2023 yeah i'm not abiding by that because you know how production It'll get pushed. Happen, it, it, so. it's most definitely gonna get pushed there's no way it doesn't so we'll, i don't uh, believe we'll any of the end of the year things because we did that for boba and we've done that for mando and we're disappointed every time yeah, Bad Batch is January fourth. Visions is next year too. Yep, season two. So we'll yeah, so we're s- gonna we're gonna be in a little Star Wars hiatus as far as shows go for a little bit, and then plenty of books coming out. There's a uh, Fallen Order. Yeah, Compendium. I went looking through. Yeah, dude, I went looking through Audible. There's a lot of Star Wars books coming out soon. Yep. Yeah, there's a ton of High Republic. There's a ton for uh, regular there's, era. There's one a part of that Jedi series, like Jedi Fallen Order, Jedi Survivor. There's a Jedi book coming out. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 in tandem with the game. I would assume. Okay, so it, it is. Okay, yep. excellent. I wonder if that'll go into more of like the lore and stuff that we like. They'll like maybe like touch on, and then you're like, okay, I gotta go read the book. Or what yeah, if you read so the book before? There's also a ton of uh, comic series coming out um next year i think they start in like january 2nd or something with with some new comics so there's going to be plenty of material it's just not going to be on disney plus yeah 
this is a great time to uh, dive into all the ancillary content that Tim and I uh, talk about all the time. Did you? Oh, you're not you're not finishing. So this one's called this one's called uh, Star Wars Jedi Battle Scars. Ooh. But they don't have any. So this is the summary. Cal Kestis leads the Mantis crew on an adventure set between Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order and the highly anticipated Star Wars Jedi Survivor. You have to read this book before Survivor comes out. That's a prequel. Holy fuck, Kevin. Ooh. This comes out March 7th. Oh, does that? Oh, that means Jedi Survivor is not coming out until after March 7th. Yeah, it's probably a week or two after that. There's no way in hell that they're going to put this book out after the fact. So we're not getting a no, February. Before. We're not getting a February or March. Day. I bet you we're either going to get it's the end slated of March for or March early anyway. April. Everything says March. All the rumors, everything says March. So do you think we're going to get like an end of March? Announced yeah. like a like release date and like and while you're waiting, read Jedi Battle Scars. I wonder. I don't even that, know if they'll go that far. Scars. Doesn't our guy in the back to tank? Isn't he all scarred up? Yes, he is. But everyone thinks Ooh. it's Star Killer. Yeah, but still, this would give you the backstory. What if this is the official story of who's in the back to tank? I don't think they reveal it in a book, Tim. You can't give an entire backstory to this guy in a video game, can you? But then the, then the game would have to come out first. Think about it. The reveal, they're oh, going to want the reveal then, in the game. But we already know he exists. What if we, what, we already know. We know that this guy is a thing. I mean, you don't ruin his presence. You think, you think, Nate, you think giving him a story before the game comes out would ruin the game? It, it depends how they did it. If they gave it a story and he didn't have a name, yeah. it might work. Yeah. And they alluded to things that made it sound like it was Starkiller from the games. Obviously, the games are canon. What if this guy isn't as important as we think he is? It's very, that's also very that's possible. That's also the other thing. Like, what if, what if he's just not as important as we thought he was? And like, what if Starkiller like, is not a, in the game? Yeah, that's the whole thing. It's like, it might be a larger overarching like thing. Yeah. Or maybe this is all mm-hmm. about the Zephos. I don't know. But it's exciting to see that we've got audio or reading material prior to the game releasing like from a lore perspective that's so exciting for me get a little hyped up i'm into it i'm a little pumped dude especially after that high republic book yeah, I'm not, yeah to go back to what you were talking about i'm not finishing that book don't bother just watch i YouTube don't video. i don't want to i enjoyed shadows of the sith and i was on a high with that and then i started listening to that and man did i hate star wars yeah it's bad it's bad I just went full. I, I'm taking a Star Wars book break to cleanse myself. I'm reading a Warcraft book because I'm like, I need, a, I need a break. I need a minute. Mm-hmm. Need a minute. Yeah. All right. Here's the P. Dolores. I like, I like what Paul just said. The one, one, uh, one Bob. One in. Bob to rule them all. Well, the the battle of the Bobs has ended. Yeah. Um, and Chapek lost. Uh, so apparently, and more information oh, comes out every day. Master builder Chapek. So, um, yeah, that sign is gone. Probably. Yeah, I was thinking uh, about that. I was like, I wonder if they called in at Castaway K. I was like, can you take that master ship builder sign down? Could you burn it at the woodshed? Can you just and- put Iker's name back up, please? Yeah. Could you smear feces all over it before you burn it? <laughs> Thanks. Um, so, uh, uh, Pack got ousted. Um, it sounds a l- so at first glance, it seemed like it was like this, Dude, Chapek was getting so. What is mind blowing to me is that the report two weeks ago was saying that Chapek got a three year extension on his fucking contract. He did so in June. What? What happened? If you if you if you follow the math, also if if you notice, uh, well, this all leads into it. So 
he he boasted about having the most profitable quarter of, of Disney ever, and everyone's like, "Great, he's here to stay now." This sucks. Mm-hmm. The problem was he was still living off people rebooking vacations from the five months off of COVID. So what that got money. cranked the fuck up? So here's Travel. here's how the money works. Disney Plus right now is still in an investment phase. It's still growing. They're still fleshing out what it's going to be, what the model is like, and how the data they gather from that can be used elsewhere to monetize into a way that makes them more money. So Disney Plus apparently is running at a loss. I did not know this. So Disney yeah, Plus like is running a billion dollar loss in three quarters. Disney Plus is running at a loss right now. And despite all of the acquisitions that Iger made and all of that stuff, people don't stay subscribed like I thought they did. I thought they did. Apparently, they subscribe when they want to watch a Star Wars show See, or a Marvel show or something like that. That is like so that. weird to me. I find that to be so inconvenient of like constantly unsubscribing and resubscribing to a system unless they've made it really easy to turn that subscription off. And I have the, the initial thing. mine's almost up. I have the initial three year subscription from like the deal. I got it for like five ninety nine a month or something for three years. Oh, and I, I paid it all that, up front. I was doing that. And then I at some point it got I canceled it because I went with the bundled deal instead. I went with the ESPN the Hulu plus bundle. the Hulu and Disney plus because we love Hulu. I did not like YouTube TV. I tried YouTube TV when you were Same. trying it just to see if it was OK. Hated it. Um, the only the only issue I've ever had with Hulu was like trying to watch the Olympics or watch the Super Bowl and like the like the overall there was just too many people on the network and it just kind of crushed it. That's the only time I've ever had an issue with Hulu. Um, ESPN Plus I don't use all the time, but it is good to have when you're like, oh, I really want to watch this thing. Usually, like in UFC fights and stuff are there, so it's just easy. Um, like that deal is fantastic. So again, to me, like unsubscribing to that is is pretty crazy. Um, just like off and on at that frequency. So so Disney has all these acquisitions. They own most of the content on the platform. So it's really just a user acquisition game and a data game. That's what they're playing. So it's still running it at a loss. The parks were paying for the loss. The parks were profitable under Iger because of the magic. Now, Bob, evil Bob, decided to squeeze and squeeze and squeeze on the parks to the point, and we made this point the other day in our DMs, and I'll be completely transparent about this number. Between Tim, Ben, and I, we were annual pass holders. Mm-hmm. That is five, four, that's nine guests going to Disney four to five times a year easily. Mm-hmm. We always stayed on property. Mm-hmm. We ate there. We would spend money in the parks on merchandise for the kids and for us and whatnot. I would say on average, our family spent about, and this is a rough range, anywhere from eight to $15,000 a year at Disney. I feel like that's a fair number, right? Yeah, I think that's, like, if you combine everybody together, yeah. Uh-huh. Just between our friend group, because even our COO, Mindy, she was going to let her passes lapse, too, because she I'm had re-opted. She, she uh, wasn't no, mine happy. are done. Yeah, mine Yeah, went. so our, you, me, and Ben don't have passes anymore. Mm-mm. So just between us, that's almost, that's, that's like, a ton of money annually. Now people will come back and say like, well, in Disney's mind, it's not a ton of money. Yes. But that's just two people. I know just two people yeah. that I know. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine that the, the ripple effect to all of the other people that are thinking like us, like I'm not doing this anymore. It's just, also this doesn't help. He's got universal for. studios knocking at your door, lowering their prices. Then they're getting aggressive on holiday marketing right now to a point I've never seen before. And they know Yes, it's everywhere. The Christmas it's, tree ad is everywhere, all over Tampa. There's Grinchmas all over the place. I mean, like, and, and it's cute advertising. It's not your traditional, like, come to Universal Studios. No, it's like, 
it's really good marketing. Like the, the yep. commercials are good. It was like, oh, that looks like fun. Yep. So you have Universal going for the throat too. Plus they know they have their Nintendo Ace in the hole coming out soon. And they have their super, uh, their new super thing they're working on in Orlando that's not even next to their original properties. It's on the other side of Orlando, their mega theme park. So all of this is, is, is just a powder keg. Apparently, um, and this is as of like yesterday, I'm reading all this stuff. It was borderline a coup from the board to get rid of him and get Iger back in because they were so upset that he boasted and boasted. And then the next quarter earnings come out and he's posting a $1.5 billion loss. And what does he try and do? He's like hiring freeze, this, that, and the other thing, blah, 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 blah. Now, people are complaining, and this reminded me of Bobby Kotick and, and Blizzard, um, that because they ousted him now, they still owe him all of the money for his contract. So mm-hmm. he's still going to get paid. Mm-hmm. But they need him gone because he's just absolutely destroying what Disney is and, mm-hmm. you know, bowing down to the almighty dollar. And we know Iger will probably have a rough transition period where he has to, like, move things. But that man is dedicated to the magic. I don't know if you saw the email. Oh, I didn't, which see, he was basically, I didn't, I didn't see an email. All I've seen so far is that he's already cleaning house. He sent two company-wide emails. The first one was like, I'm back. And all of the employees for Disney were posting on social media like, thank God. Dude, the TikToks that I saw from Disney cast members and ex-Disney cast members, they, everybody was so elated. It was Even the Lucas, the, the Lucas staff, uh, Matt Martin, who's the head of creative at Lucas, uh-huh. was like, man, it was so nice to wake up to an email from Bob Iger this morning. <laughs> um so there was that the second email basically says, and this was sent to the high level people, like if you're not ready to bow to the mouse, like take your severance and walk. Cause like we're gonna Ooh. fix this. So it's multi-pronged attack here. Obviously, Chapek was messing up, the board wanted him out. And then the other side of it is Iger sitting there watching his legacy get absolutely ripped to shreds. He left it at such a high. Yes. And, and he left the at the worst thing. possible Disney time. CEOs too. are all about legacy. They yes. all have they all have a shining and, and you can you learn about it in Disney Plus. There's a there's a show that goes through the history of Disney and it talks about the ups and downs. And it continuously like all of the CEOs have talked about leaving their mark. And it yep. always has to be a high. And Iger left it at the biggest high ever. He had all these acquisitions. He built these Disney, he built the Star Wars parks. He got the he got the um the uh international parks, he got those back on track. There, everybody was being profitable. He opened uh, uh, Disney Shanghai. Um, he did all of this stuff, and he's like, "I'm good. I'm gonna retire. I'll be here on the side if you need me." Holy shit! So, information's coming out daily. Obviously, we can't trust that it's all true. So, I'm just gonna convey it as reports. Sure. One of the other reports I saw that came out was Chapek was the one blocking Kathleen from making more Star Wars movies. Oh, so can we he didn't ma- see it as dollar signs because of what happened with the, the trilogy. Sure. So he was like, no, we put all our efforts into Disney Plus, which Absolutely makes sense her, given that makes sense, given how his strategy has been, what his strategy has been. Can I still be mad at Kathleen Kennedy, though. Oh, of course. Go for OK, it. perfect. All right. I was really hoping that you were like, oh, she's this is why. No, it's it 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 just shows you the because yeah. I feel like Kathleen still would have pumped movies out. It doesn't make sense that she would have stopped. I think it just would have been low quality movies. I, yeah, it would have been shit movies, but like she still would have pumped movies out. But I think so Bob, like so thanks Bob Chapek and not thanks Bob Chapek. I mean, like 
He stopped us from getting more shitty movies. Yeah. No, I, I, I can, I can concur with that. Uh, but yeah, he was the reason we haven't seen a Star Wars movie. That's in wild. Six years I didn't know that he was report. gatekeeping all that. I didn't know he had that power. Well, I mean, he went hard on cutting creative across the board and Disney, Lucas, Pixar. Like he was, well, actually How do you Pixar's creative on a thing that thrives on creativity. He pissed off all the Imagineers. I mean, they're like, that's that's like, how that's can like, you, how, yeah. How do you run Disney without your Imagineers? Like that's literally that's from, from, from all everything from software to hardware and everything in between is usually custom made for Disney. Their Imagineering, their Imagineers are amazing. Could you imagine? Joe, like, literally, that's the life. That's the life force of Disney, and you piss them off. He had Joe Road leave. Joe Road was like the Imagineer, Joe the guy Road with the earring because of Chapek. Yes, dude, he's the reason we. Oh my god, he's the reason we have Animal Kingdom. He, Animal Kingdom was his was his brainchild. He. Oh my god. Yeah, Joe Road left because of Chapek and I went hope to. He, he works, comes back. He works for Virgin now. He's like an experience architect at Virgin. Fuck, that guy is so creative. Like, oh my, I would love to be in his head for a day. Oh, um, wow. And he worked there for a long time. I mean, like, he's been there forever. Uh, I forget his name. I'm trying to find his name. Um, one of Chapek's cronies was fired immediately. Oh, the guy who was in charge of distribution. Finance. Oh, no, there was another guy. There's a guy who was in charge of Disney Entertainment Distribution, which was the... He's um, the guy that set up the, the new PL system where instead of departmental PLs like Iger had it, they funneled all the money, which makes sense with what I'm saying about Disney Plus and the parks. He funneled all of it into one PL. Dude, their tax people must have hated them. I right. So, but that's how Bob wanted that's how he was able to show the 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 record high. God, that's some dirt, that's some dirty dirty business i don't like but that, that the problem with that is when it all goes down it all goes down you can't save it at that point because that's the whole point of segmenting if you departmentalize you can be like this department's suffering but we're doing really good here so what can we learn from here what can we do from here that we can apply here do we need to shut this down like we can keep this running but no he had it all so that i forget kareem is it kareem is that his name um i don't uh, there is there's a couple of people i i got a i got a report yesterday that was talking about Kareem Daniel. Um, that was that was Chapek's right hand man. Yeah, Kareem was ousted the day after Chapek. And then and then also this guy who who was with distribution, which was Iger. So that so the division that Bob killed, or at least the head of the division that Bob killed off, he's alive. Bob didn't actually kill him. Um, was what he created right before he left. Was this distribution uh, department, and he walks in there and fires the guy. Like he is like Iger is ready to go to war. No, he's going to, you In know, the there's a way possible. What's this rumor about Apple? So the, the rumor is, is that and this is this is an old rumor that apparently is coming back around. Like the reason Iger's coming back is they can sell Disney to Apple. The reason I don't believe this is because Apple does not have the cash to buy Disney when you do the math. Um, and even with a $1.5 billion loss, I still don't think. But, I mean, I'm going to keep an eye on on the, the feeds and see what people are saying. I personally don't buy it, again, because I just think the cost of buying Disney, Tim. Because it's not just Disney. It is no. Disney and every other property that it has. It's so much. It's and Star Wars. It's Marvel. It's Fox. It's ABC. 
it's it, I mean, like, oh, my God, like it's <laughs> you'd have you'd need a lot of money. I don't think that's possible. Um, Paul dropped a quote in here uh, from The New York Times. In addition to his not so secret digs, Iger had been privately railing against Chapek. Yeah, because they had that whole story about that's the been birthday going party on for months. The, the birthday party was the the big story that came out. Um, I was either I think it was Chapex or Iger's. I can't remember. Iger said uh, that he one of his biggest regrets was putting Chapek. Yep. As CEO. And then they went to some birthday party. It was one of their birthdays. They went and everyone was like, it was so awkward between the two of them. I'm like, sure they were not. Um, so he lamented Chapex lack of empathy and emotional intelligence. Thank you. Oh, my God. So he's a psychopath. Think about it, though. Like, that's what it was. Remember, people were like, the parks cost too much. You're taking away our annual pass. You're taking away our reason to go. Nope. The data shows that's a lack of empathy right there. The second you say that, you have no empathy. The data shows because the data is going to wear out and it's not going to hold up. This is You are not in the business of a consumer product. You are in the business of an experience. And if you do not maintain the level of the experience that you're offering, people will stop going. Trust Disney me. is not Netflix. No, no, it is not a product. It is an experience. Well, Disney Plus is a product. Disney as a whole is an experience. The way they want it structured across the board, where it's unilateral I mean, the from your things that he was talking about with like trying to get Disney Plus. Just like just some of the things where there he was treating everybody like data sets and data points, and it was just like uh, we can get Disney Plus to link with your Disney account, and then it's going to like the things that you're watching will be able to link into the things that you're doing, and it's just like it was constant talk of data instead of like you're right about the magic and how does this enhance the experience and how does this make it better for our guests? Other than how do we get our guests to spend as much fucking money as possible? So by the end of the weekend, they're stressed out of their mind, leaving of oh god, how much money did we spend? Because yeah. a lot for a lot of these people. For a lot of these people that go to Disney World here in Florida, Florida is not seen as the local spot. That's California. California is the local spot, and Orlando is the international destination where people from around the world and around the United States, they see that as that once-in-a-lifetime vacation, right? And so they spend lots of time of saving money and planning all these things. That We've seen it time and time again, Kevin, when people are walking around with a brand-new baby. Yep. And every once in a while, they're like, oh, we weren't planning for this, but, you know, we still wanted to go to Disney. Book, book this three years ago. Right, exactly. But that's the whole thing is they want to lock those things in and still go to the experience. Now, could you imagine you lock that in three years ago and then you finally go and all the extra stuff that you have to, you know, pay for on top of that? You didn't budget for that. You weren't ready for that. Yeah, if you, you like know? booked in 2019 for 2022 and then all of a sudden like Genie's now the new thing. Genie you don't plus, have fast pass anymore. You can't, you can't find like even even the even the the lower rate rooms on property people don't want to pay for that they'd rather people stay out of the, off property now people out of the country come and they stay for three weeks it's not like a quick weekend like it is for us oh, like, it's an experience right that might be the one time that they get to come over here so, so yeah it's a whole thing and so yeah this most definitely has i would assume that's hurt them as well but then they're also like they're boasting about record record numbers for people like entering the park and so like that's the other disconnect that i'm having a hard time understanding um so he lamented chapek's lack of empathy and emotional intelligence which resulted in an inability to communicate with or relate to hollywood's creative community wow scarlett johansson issue the imagineers like mm -hmm. it all adds up disney seemed to be losing its soul Iger confided in one of his associates so he literally felt the same exact way we did while watching this all go down for the past two and a half years. Well, look at the Star Cruiser. 
You know, Speaking another, of, an, another, you get what oh I say this morning? Yeah, I saw that yesterday. I saw it yesterday. Someone posted it in my in my Facebook group, and they were like, they were like, you guys called it. You guys said it was going to happen, and there it was, 30% off. For Disney Vacation Club members, which means Tim and I are not far behind getting our 30% off to go. It's coming, um, dude. And we'll go. Now I will go. 30% off, I'll go. I will LARP for a couple thousand dollars with Tim for, for a full Disney experience, 100%. I want to see I how wasn't far paying. they go first. <laughs> We're going to play chicken with them? Lower. <laughs> That's the old Make price. 45, Mr. Iger. <laughs> Well, I see 50, 50, 50, 50. Do I have 50? Um, I mean, but honestly, if we wait till after the holidays, like March, saying, dude, but, or I'm after saying, spring break, slow, ti- slow time. Um, and we get emails that nobody else does. Cause we're Florida residents and former pass holders. So they sent us emails like, cause I'm already getting emails, save 35%. If you go mm-hmm. in January, I saw that this morning. Yeah. So which, which I'm like, Oh, maybe I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> But here's the um, thing. But that's the thing is like now, you know, how what, so the, the one thing for me is how long is it going to take for Disney to recover? Because I've lost faith in the company as far as like I like my Disney Plus subscription, but the overall company when it comes to the Disney experience and I even felt that on the cruise ship that that you know we did um we did the Disney Wish that was a community present from a couple of years ago. We finally got to do it. And even that felt very like Disney-fied in the negative sense of like, man, everything's got a price tag on it. It's like microtransactioned out the ass. And it's like, you get it. I mean, it's a cruise ship, sure, but it's still a Disney cruise ship. Like there are just like things that you would expect people, you expect to have that magic and it just really wasn't there. And so I'm curious to see if like what, how, first off, how long is it going to take for them to recover? And what are the things that they are going to do to help accelerate the recovery? Because they are hemorrhaging hemorrhaging people right and left people will stay now people will come back now i guarantee you 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 really think that having one person come back is going to completely change the out outward viewing experience uh, uh, expectations on a company won't be tomorrow but i guarantee you when we have this conversation next year right before christmas it will be yeah i would that that i could that i would could agree on but I still want to know what are they going to do to try to recover? That, those, those are my, my things. What are they going to, where are they going to shift the budgets? So I think they're going to do, I think they're going to keep the ticket prices and everything where they are. Uh, I don't think they're going to touch those because they can't, like you can't backtrack on a ticket price, but I think you can get rid of Genie or offer some sort of special on Genie. Maybe pass holders get Genie for free. I don't Like there's a million options that they can start instituting to get creative here to not completely dismantle what they have in place. And uh, like, they're not going to just hit the rewind button and go right, back no, to 2019. I'm sure there are systems that have been put in place that work really well. Right. So they're going to analyze those, but Bob's going to weigh profit against that, like you said, the empathy and emotional intelligence to be like, right. is this going to harm the magic? Mm-hmm. And that is how he's going to start weighing things in the park. Because Disney Plus is not the problem. It's the parks. That's where the issues are. It's the parks. Yep. Um, so uh, uh, we we need to get back. Chapex also wasn't Chapex also the reason all the Disney stores closed down. Yeah. So, I mean, I read an article about that, like, you know, they put all this emphasis on merchandise and having magic and feeling it constantly. Meanwhile, you go to the mall and it's gone. Like, you Dude, don't do you see know it. How it's, it's an Aeropostale now. That our, our Disney store in our mall is gone. Like, that was one of my things that was like, I wonder if they have a new coffee mug. 
Like yep. that was something that I liked to do so much was just walk yep. into the Disney store and just be like, I wonder what merch they have because I can't go to the parks all the time, but yep. a little bit of the park was right there. And not they took it away. You know, you gotta go to Target fuck. now, which doesn't feel it's not the same experience. It's not. No, it's not. So um there's a lot of damage he has to undo before he can move forward. But I think it's 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 again, it's not gonna be rewind twenty nineteen. I think it's gonna be innovation towards okay, we have these systems in place. How do I add magic? Do I need to remove it to bring magic back, or can I enhance it with magic? Those that'll be he that's that is his mindset and that's what he's committed to. So I don't think I, I think he's got one more blockbuster deal in him, some sort of acquisition or something that's going to just wow us all. Um, I really wanted it to be DC Watch, Comics, he buys, but he buys Warner Brothers. No, after after Warner Brothers Discovery hiring James Gunn, I'm like DC ain't going nowhere now. Like they're yeah. committed. Um, plus, James Gunn is just teasing the fan base. He's been tweeting images and pictures of stuff from certain comics, and people are like, "Are you that movie?" <laughs> um, so. Uh, that's not it. So, but I think he's got one more left in him. I think he can do one more huge acquisition that'll kind of offset all the problems, bring a new IP to the park. Um, you know, Bob could be part of the exit of Marvel from Universal. And, you know, completely I could see him negotiating something with Universal to take Marvel out of Universal because Universal's not gonna want it. They're not going to want to take it to the end. They're going to want to announce what they're doing soon with Epic Universe and stuff coming out of what is going to replace that. And if that's the case, then Bob's ability to bring Marvel to Florida will be Dude, There are so many rides that are in California that I wish we had. Even just like mm-hmm. the like, they turned the Tower of Terror into the collector, like in, into like that whole experience this is a brand new Guardians of the Galaxy thing that you can do. It's like, fuck, I'd rather have that than the like, I mean, like the Tower of Terror is neat, but it's old and outdated. Nobody really like pays attention to the Twilight Zone stuff anymore, unless you grew up with that like, or love that. But it's like it's very few and far between. It's very niche. And it's just like it's one of those things that you do because it's there. But I don't think people really love it for what it is. Yep. So, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of really cool shit. I mean, hell, they've got Avengers Campus that's there in L.A. and you can't you can't have it here right now. No. And I mean, the coolest stuff like like. uh you know, the night Loki came out, they had Loki out and his his scrubs from the, the time prison and uh, Halloween. They had zombie Captain America walking around. Mm-hmm. So there's disconnects you know, between the parks. There's, yeah, there's this. I would I would like to experience that. And, you know, my California friends are telling me how great it is. So mm-hmm. I would like to experience that. So, yeah, um, I think changes will happen. I think I, I think annual passes will be back. I don't I think I that was one so. of but I, I think that royally like pissed it. him off. <laughs> With him being gone, he can bring them back at, at a lower price point. Yeah. Which I think was part of the problem was he hired. Well, it was the price point and the things you didn't, you used to get and the things you don't get anymore. Like just which like being- pic- access to pictures. Like just pictures was like a big thing. That was super fun. We got. We which they're being sued for, pictures. by the way. No way. Yeah. There's multiple lawsuits because what people got in their annual pass holder contracts does not match up with the changes. Um, and Disney did not what? adhere to the contracts to under I didn't know that multiple lawsuits in both states. <clears throat> Holy shit, Kevin. What a cluster. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow. That guy wow. has gotten more litigation against Disney. Plus he fucked up everything with Florida. So I'm sure Bobby, I is going to go to Ronnie D and be like, Hey, let's fix this. Yep. Um, 
because I'm sure knowing how Ronnie D is, he JPEC royally pissed him off. And, you know, when you piss him off, you can't have a conversation with him because he's a dickhead. Um, so uh, uh, I'm sure they'll try and fix that. So, um, but yeah, so I, I have a feeling this will be a <laughs> weekly conversation, Tim. It'll be something, dude. Because <laughs> I have a feeling a lot's going to happen before Christmas even. Um, uh, uh, and who knows? Maybe Tim and I will be back at Disney by <laughs> January or February. We'll don't see. Hold your, we'll don't see. hold your breath. Don't hold your we'll breath. We'll see. We'll see what they do. They might do some sort of Florida like, welcome back, residents. 50% off. Like, I'm hey, in. Bob Iger's back. <laughs> <laughs> we, we will i will make matching t-shirts for us if that happens like uh love love the iger yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. i'm here because of bob no the other one <laughs> um uh well thank you for checking out stars of scotch this week uh uh andor is 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 a wrap what a show what a show i uh, so can't good. wait for season two uh tim and i will be back next week with all the star wars news we'll probably find some other comics books and other things to talk about as well in the coming weeks before bad batch releases so stay tuned for that uh we got some exciting stuff coming up alongside the mandalorian uh as well so stay tuned for that um and uh stay tuned for something really cool we're doing for uh the andor wrap uh you'll probably see that in uh uh, early to mid December. So um, keep your eyes peeled on that. Don't make that face. You know what it, I'll tell you afterwards. I'll talk to you name. after the show, dude. You know what it is. Uh, you're just not remembering. Uh, make sure you go check out Tim Darkness429 uh, playing the COD. New Tarkov stuff I saw yesterday. Is that is that what I saw? Like a trailer of some sort? I haven't looked at anything Tarkov in a bit, Kevin. Oh, it looked like there was a new trailer yesterday. I don't uh, know. The hackers got really bad in that game, so I've stopped playing for a bit. So uh, The hackers. Uh, but COD is fun. It's been fun. It's been a good time. Battlefield just went on Game Pass and a new yeah, season started. That. Apparently there's a new, there's some new weapons coming. So, so fb.gg slash darkness429 and darkness429 everywhere else on the interwebs. You can go follow Tim, TikTok, YouTube, even, you even name it. Hive. Hive. I can't. Hive won't let me sign up for an account. So I'm still not on Hive. Follow me on Hive. The next button won't show up when I put my information You have to in. use your cell phone number. I did. Oh, I can't use my uh, can't Google use account. Have, no, use your use your cell phone number. Lame. Okay, I'll do that after. Thanks, Tim. Thank yeah, you for all for all of you experiencing the same problem. And I'm Kevin. Uh, uh, Raredrop.co, brand new website. Go check it out. Uh, and uh, we will see you next week for Star Wars and Scotch. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe on all of our content, and uh, you can follow us at Star Wars and Scotch on uh, Facebook, Star Wars Scotch on Twitter. And like I said, uh, next week, more Star Wars. Have a good one. May the Force be with you always. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.